and welcome back, everybody, as Discord explodes for the video version. <laughs> this is the Grindy Gear Podcast. It's time to grind through to the end of the week. I'm Garrett here, as always, with my good buddy, Kyle. But hello, that's not what we're here for today. Today, we are joined by a special guest, one of the most requested up to this darn point. You've probably seen him on YouTube, and you may know him as the funny feline fellow from I Like Girls or the elongated head elitist from Crap Guides. Please welcome Whoa. the cat boy that taught me that if I wanted to have a true god complex in an MMO, then I needed to roll a healer. Joe Cat! Welcome to the Grinding Gear Podcast. Hot. Hot I'm damn Discord. with you. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 that was just me. <laughs> no, I got you, though. Yeah. Uh, I really, well I was like, damn, there it goes. The perfect, perfect introduction. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, you've been, uh, you've been highly requested. And, uh, you know, folks like us, we go over to your channel and go, that's too much success. He's not going to come. He's not going to agree to come on. Hey, you're the one. I mean, listen, like that intro that you guys do, uh, it's like you get, okay. I'm going to be a little ego, uh, big ego right now. It's like you get to my size and you're like, wow, all these people that have less viewership than me, they're they actually know what they're doing. <laughs> like, don't don't ever let people tell you like, oh, I got to wait until I get ready to have this. Is that, if I'm like here and I don't like have nearly the same production value, like, no, you don't. You don't need to wait until you get prepared at all. That is that. I mean, real talk. That's uh, the advice I give to everyone who is like, yeah. Hey, how do I how do I uh, start making stuff? And I'm like, just start. start. Yeah. Just start because you're like the the other my other. You're never going to be ready. You're never going to have everything that you need. No, no. And, and, and you're going to learn, you're going to wish you did something different every time you make something and you just apply that to the next thing you make and, and you yeah. don't worry so much about the current thing you're making. Oh, the old good enough. Yeah. The old good enough. <laughs> Minimum viable product. Exactly. Go, go. Uh, yeah. Which, which is, which, which, which is this podcast. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> I highly disagree. <laughs> You've already surpassed my expectations. Yeah, Perfect. well, <laughs> well, uh, you are uh, yourself a YouTuber, but you're also here and you can, you know, uh, uh, speak for yourself. So for those who are listening, they may be unfamiliar with you, Joe Cat, and, and all of your, your going ons on uh, YouTube and Twitch and et cetera. Um, how are you describing what you do these days? Uh, a variety of nerdy content, I guess. It's not all gaming, although I guess some people would call tabletop gaming gaming. Uh, but yeah, I do animations. I've been uh, trying to push more into that type of content more recently. Um, and the subject matter of such animations usually tend to do with either D&D or uh, just general fantasy things. I've been making like more original subject matter like uh gobble ventures that's an original thing although based in fantasy as well like inspired by D and final fantasy um i did monster hunter way back in the day so mostly those three things four things final fantasy D, monster hunter and then animation like miscellaneous animation stuff that's what i would say so we've seen a lot of your final fantasy 14 work at this point. And then I, and then I, I went back and uh, I've, I've seen some of your earliest stuff. At least that's on your YouTube. I don't know if, if you've, if you've gotten rid of stuff that was bef like even before that or not, cause that can happen oh, yeah. on YouTube channels. Um, but just today I was getting caught up and I was like, everyone references. I like girls and I haven't seen it. So I fired that up. Um, 
promptly laughed and and more importantly you made uh, uh, my wife katie uh just like started dying and she's not like <laughs> in on that kind of humor like with the internet uh she, mm-hmm. she knows enough of it because she, uh, she lives with me <laughs> but, but i was like okay that's how i know this really works because it transcends being in on the joke uh on <laughs> on that yeah. entire video <laughs> very proud of that video uh i wonder if lizzo's seen it i hope so <laughs> Lizzo seems like the type of person that would that would be down with that. She seems like a cool person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, before before uh, it's true. Uh, yes, I do have a few videos that are no longer on the channel because the channel used to be known as Hijack because it's something that I started with a, a couple of friends that I've known ever since high school. Actually, uh, it stands for uh, each of our names: Heather, Ian, Joseph. That's me. Eric, Caitlin. Um, and some of them have moved on to doing more internet stuff like Caitlin. Uh, I call her Kate. She's been doing art commissions and her art is fantastic. Um, at a tactician Kate on Twitter, by the way, I'm going to plug that. Uh, she's fantastic. And she helps me with a lot of the work that I do. Uh, I'm basically her boss with how often I <laughs> employ her. Um, or rather, I guess, contract her. I don't employ her. I don't do benefits. Um, because I'm not an employer. I don't know how to manage. I just like, here's money, do things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the first video on my channel actually was a podcast similar to this one, except not nearly the same production value. It was right off the heels of me and Ian, my friend Ian, having seen uh, Infinity War. And we were so like, caught up in it and excited about it with that cliffhanger ending that we were like, we've been talking about making a YouTube channel together. Let's start it now. Let's just do it. We're, we're so hyped up and ready to talk about nerdy stuff and the, the shit we enjoy. Let's do it. So we just like loaded up our phone, put it, set it, just turned it on in the car and on the drive back uh, to our college dorms. We were just like talking about it. And then I uploaded it I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's do it. Let's make a YouTube channel. That's Awesome. Uh, also, I'm having like a crisis because to me, Infinity War isn't that old. Because uh, if you go all the way back on your channel, I think the oldest video is four years, which yeah. means that podcast, five years ago, which is no longer on there, predates that. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, how was Infinity War that long ago at this point? I was 21. I was old enough to drink when when that happened. Jeez. Also, now I'm having a crisis because I realize how much older I am than you. Um, yeah, I'm a child. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> how does your voice sound the way it sounds? <laughs> it's been sounding like this since I was 16. In fact, if anything, oh, I think wow. it was deeper when I was 16. But now, yeah, people will get very surprised whenever they hear the voice, especially when I do the aggressive like wiggler head one. And then they see me and they're like, well, what is this skinny little child? <laughs> does not compute. <laughs> yeah. That's freaking fantastic. So was I that was that everything that well. pre predated like the cause uh overly edited Monster Hunter is the, the first thing on your channel now? Was it were you just doing kind podcasts of. before that or were you doing like experimenting with other content? The overly edited stuff was kind of in like mirror not mirror. Well, what's the word? I'm trying to find the right words. Um see I'm trying to appear as a good podcast host and use good words, but I don't need use good words because people don't care. Um <laughs> I'm on this show. You will, <laughs> by comparison, sound very intellectual. Yeah, but your hair is so much nicer. So that's already <laughs> like a step above. So I got to bring something else to the table. Uh, the overly edited series was the main thing that I started doing, and it was inspired by uh, another big channel, Soviet Womble, and how he cuts down his 
uh, streams into these digestible gameplay videos with like really, really nice editing and like subtitles that are not just subtitles, subtitles that enhance the experience because he uses them in so many different ways. And that inspired me to do not only Monster Hunter overly edited, but also Dark Souls overly edited that I was playing with my buddy Eric. Um, who is not as active on the internet because he has a real job. He's a programmer, so he is out in the real world doing real things, so he doesn't have as much time to do internet stuff. But yeah, I did that, and then um, I started the Crap Guides, all, you know, both of those just being things that I just wanted to do. That's rad. <laughs> so did you, did you take your own advice and just, well, it sounds like you took your own advice from all of in this recording and, it sounds like you just started. You just you just went. Yeah, for it when I you, just when started because I wanted to, and I was like, I want to do this thing because it's fun, and I've always wanted <clears throat> my own like let's play series of me doing stuff because I don't know. It's it's kind of like a record keeping while also having fun with myself uh, sure. out in the open where everyone can see. Yeah. So when did the the artistry start up for you? Because I see your old thumbnails and. <laughs> The old Monster Hunter videos were very much in-game with the Wiggler. Yes, uh, the artistry. Um, so with Monster Hunter, I wanted to just kind of stretch my artistic muscles a bit because I have drawn and done like animation and art long before that. Like I've drawn my whole life. But I think during that era in college, I just kind of slowed down because it became work it became assignments so i wasn't really drawing as much for my spare time so this was kind of a means of me to go back and explore that drawing for my own enjoyment sort of thing so the intro to monster hunter was one thing to express that like doing it for fun but then after that ended and my channel blew up and i was looking for the next subject to make videos on i thought dnd but D&D doesn't really have gameplay I can record. Sure. And also, all my friends are in college, so we're all busy. And I don't have a good camera to record, like, physical B-roll. What do I do with D&D? Well, it's pen and paper. So I'm going to grab a paper background and I'm going to put, like, a crayon, like, shitty drawing filter on or a brush. And I'm just going to draw, like, a like a typical D&D player draws on a sheet of paper and use that. And uh, people seem to really latch onto that. Um, some people call it animation. I don't, I call it like rapid slideshows. There are instances of animation in there, but for the most part, I wouldn't consider the crap guides to D&D animated. Uh, they have animated portions, but I wouldn't call them animations. Some people would disagree and that's fine. Uh, uh, I don't think there's any wrong way to use that word and words become whatever we use them as you know meanings change over time from, but, from a, a technical aspect what programs do you use to typically make like a crap guide for example like like that style of of making it look hand-drawn uh very inefficient ones any actual animators this is going to hurt you when i say this i draw <laughs> i draw the individual frames in paint tool sci and then i export them as individual pngs and i place them in premiere pro uh I know Premiere is not an animating program. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like there's a lot more efficient ways to do it, like a dedicated animated program. Like um, uh, what's the one that constantly goes on sale and is better than Photoshop? Um, oh, I have no idea. I've Clip got... Studio Paint. That's the one. That's a dedicated animating program. And it is nice. It has some tools. And I'm sure if I got to actually learn it, I would be a lot more efficient with my work and get content out faster. But 
I don't know. It's it's missing some aspects that I'm just so used to with Premiere and Psy that I don't know. It's missing some things that I'm just so used to doing that um, I don't feel like relearning it. I I, I feel that I, a lot of um, a lot of our stuff like I do a lot of uh, masking and whatnot in our videos, mm-hmm. and yeah, and a lot of people assume I use After Effects. I'm like, nope, I never leave Premiere if I can help it. Nope, nope. Oh, can I, I can I say a hot take actually uh, regarding <laughs> After Effects and Premiere? Absolutely. So many people who want to get into editing, they'll look up a tutorial and someone will show like, oh, download After Effects. There's After Effects is too much. It's that's terrifying. Like, that's, that's like for most of the effects that people are giving tutorials on, you can do it in Premiere. It's like like After Effects for so many of the tutorials people show. It's like trying to get like a I don't know. It's like if you bought, I don't know, a, a sports race car to go down the street to the store. Oh, that's thank too God much I'm power. not the first person mm. to make a car reference on this podcast. No, that's yeah. too much power. You don't need that much power for going down the street. Just use yeah, just get a get a hybrid, get like a I don't know, like a nice little sedan. You don't need you don't need all that power. There are many many uh, hobbies, professions, workout equipments that would fall under this jurisdiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. You don't need the most powerful equipment. Just whatever to start with is fine. We have a so we have a home bar now. It's pretty elaborate. We 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 started mixing <laughs> in a in a measuring glass. That's what mm-hmm. now we have. Then we've slowly gathered the night. We've well, multiple shakers, nice spoons, yeah. your rye <laughs> glasses from Japan. But we started. <laughs> we just started with a plastic measuring cup. That's how we. Hey, made whatever our first works, right? It was fine. Whatever the works. way. Here's the first podcasting dice. microphone. This was fifty dollars yes. at Best Buy. Oh, nice. Is that a blue? Is that a blue damn, microphone? Yeah, damn right. It sounds better than Hell a Yeti. Yeah. Stop buying Yetis. Uh, Fuck yeah. Actually, you might be using the Yeti. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, blue also snowball? makes Yeti, but I have beef. Yeah, I have snowball. Beef. That's a snow. I used a snowball when I started out. Yeah, they sound. You get a, you get up close to them. They sound pretty damn good. Yeah, do some a little bit of post processing and audacity, and it, it sounds great. Yep, good old audacity. Yeah, it, was, it was a massive upgrade from the Logitech headset I had that was being held together by Scotch tape. Mm-hmm. In fact, I to to really sell this point home, uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of hidden Joe Cat lore that I'm sure lots of people don't even know. Uh, my first like viral hit on YouTube was when I was 14, and you know what it was? It was an animation that I made in Windows Movie Maker. Like, nice. you know, that, that shitty bare bones video editing program that doesn't even have like tweening. Like it doesn't even allow you to like move video or images across the screen or anything. It's and it's still on YouTube. It's a code monkey animation. And I made it for for the cover band Super Powerless. And it's on there. I made that when I was 14. I used uh, MS Paint and Windows Movie Maker. Hell yeah. No, you don't, don't, need, watching, don't wait. I, I was recently in the market for a second a uh, nice camera. Um, and so I went to my go-to YouTuber for cameras, which is a guy mm-hmm. by the name of potato jet who I really enjoy. And he has a brand new video, a relatively new video. That's what camera should I buy? And he kind of talks about the big DSLRs on the market, but the video starts with, all right, is your phone good enough? And I'm like, Oh <laughs> God bless you, sir. <laughs> Cause you should ask yourself that if you're any if you're camera is better than no camera. If yes. you want a camera. Yes, exactly. And also phones just keep getting better like way better oh yeah yes mm-hmm. it's nutty yeah, well that that's the magical side of things that's the, the, the visual like people are always like wow artistry like oh how is this done how is this done but there's the other side of it that i feel like people forget all the time which is script writing 
That oh, must yeah. be exhausting. Uh, had you read somewhere Bigly Wiggly? Like, where do you come up with these <laughs> Bigly various Wiggly. phrases uh, that make up your videos? So they were partly inspired by Zero Punctuation by Yahtzee Croshaw. You oh, know, sure. Just that I aggressive, fast-talking nature. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like I am not as witty as he is, so I'm more so just think about, like... I don't know, parodying those aggressive, big dick, hyper masculine guides that were in the early era of YouTube back when people used like Bandicam and uh, hype, uh, unregistered hypercam. And it's like, yo, guys, how's it going? I'm going to teach you how to have big dick fuck around and like get to round 99 on Call of Duty Zombies. You know, just like fuck that guy up and just like <laughs> take that to the extreme. And also, like, a few reddit posts as well like uh, occasionally like some reddit threads that will give really hilariously aggressive guides on how to do things in games and i was like that's pretty fun i want to i'm gonna do that and just like what would a parody of like a hyper masculine aggressive guide giver do and say and so he's very condescending he uses a lot of very weird similes and metaphors to try and get it across and simultaneously insulting you all the way. And that's mostly it. It's kind of things that come to mind. You, Makes you, sense. You legitimately sold me on healing. Like I've, I've, <laughs> I, I, I've dabbled in it in my wow days and never really stuck with it. And then when I got into final fantasy and I know you have to do damage as a healer in WoW now, but back when I was doing it, you didn't really do damage. So when I was like, oh, and this one, you also have to DPS on top of healing. No, 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 I'm not in. Mm -hmm. And I can't use add-ons. <laughs> nope. I'm completely uninterested. Not That's the last thing I'm going to play. And then uh, yeah. Kyle was was gone for a while for the birth of your second child, Kyle. And I was like, well, I got to fill the stream with something. Guess I'm doing Scholar because I watched that Joe Cat <laughs> guy and he sold me. You, you did it. You sold me on freaking yeah. healing. Yeah, I'm glad it's like there's yeah, there's something kind of cozy about healing as well. It makes me understand a lot of people like to joke around that it's the girl class. Uh, and, you know, my my girlfriend likes healing as well. And how she puts it is like because the damage rotation is very simple. You know, you don't have to worry about any complex. You put your dot on and then you just press one over and over. And occasionally you look at the health bar. Oh, their health bars getting low heal button. It's like it's like clear directions and um I mean, everyone finds different things easy, but yeah, sometimes it's just pleasant. It, it's, like I, it is really pleasant for me when I'm running with a stream group. Uh, mm -hmm. Kyle and I played a little while. It's very rare we play off stream at this point because we have like this guilt. Like the second we start <laughs> doing anything and it's not being broadcast, we're like, we should be showing this oh, to the world. God. You cannot have oh, fun I'm missing privately. out on content. Yep, yes, yes. yes. <sighs> yeah. oh, this is why I love having content creators on the show. <laughs> we understand. Yes. We've yep. been through it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, like, so I had my first uh, healing a, a pug experience or at least a pug tank experience. And, and some folks have heard the story already, but we did like four in a row and one out of those four tanks used mitigation. And so that was mm. not an, uh, a cozy experience. I'm sorry. Normally, I agree with you. When I run with our groups, when we pull people in from our stream or Kyle's tanking, oh, it's so comfy. He'll use an arm's, well, thank you. arm's reach. They're popping mitigation. 
or if, if you forget, Kyle, you usually yell that you're dying and it reminds me to yes. kill you. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. It all like, adds up. It adds up to a functional picture. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's really funny. I tend to forget. Yeah, I'm, I'm biased because I play tank most of the time. So I guess I forget. Like, I always talk about, I'm thinking about, rather, all my bad experiences of tank. But that's because I play tank more often. So, of course, I'm going to have more bad experiences. But, like, proportionally, it's the same. I don't play healer as often. So I don't get the instances where I, you know queue up with a tank that forgets their tank stance on and then i'm the one taking all the aggro you know oh i'm so. getting memed on for saying arms reach did you know what i mean the communication accomplished it worked yeah uh, it worked yeah you keep yes. things casual is all keep things casual <laughs> but i will hold it against you there will be a quiz at the end of this okay great wonderful fair, mm-hmm. fair. <laughs> sounds good i didn't know what you preferred to play so so tank huh yeah, it's like uh, it's like the hero class, you know, you get to stand in the front. You have what's typically the the main character weapon as depicted in media, you know, usually like a big sword or axe. You stand in the front and uh, it makes sense, in my opinion, from like a canon perspective when it comes to the story, especially considering how few other tanks there are in the NPCs. It's just like like it's almost like wall was made to be tank. I agree. I, certainly through a Realm Reborn. It'll give you an actual like view to uh, the more minor adventuring happenings and make you yeah. feel more invested. To the point where I feel like starting as like Paladin and Ulda, I feel it's like the most canon Hell uh, yeah. way to start the story. Like you start in Ulda and then at the end of uh, Realm Reborn, you end in Ulda. Freaking Raubon and Nanamo get a lot of uh, focus on them. Yeah, they do. Uh, which makes my heart weep for Gridania starters because Boy, oh boy, you get nothing. You get crumbs. I'm sorry. I started I'm in Gridania and I didn't touch the game again for over a year. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, I don't get it. The load screens and grass. <laughs> like, I was out. I was out mm-hmm. real fast. I'm so sorry. I have, I've, beca- I've gotten a bit of a uh, reputation for dumping on Gridania. Um, so... Well, I'm sorry, I mean, Gridania fans. No, I mean, they, well, it's, they deserve better, right? I think, uh, like, pointing out Gridania is kind of the weakest of the city-states in terms of story and development. I don't think it's wrong. Uh, if anything, I, I feel like we should point it out because, like, people who start in Gridania and love Gridania deserve better. Like, like 14 has kind of... I think that's what Gridania's problem is. It's stuck in, like, the old 1.0 fantasy magical stuff, whereas 14 has kind of pushed more political and, like more on the social commentary aspect of stuff. Yeah, and has kind of been left so, behind. Yeah, really, really. Gridania doesn't, I mean, it's got the, like, the, the racism and uh, xenophobia with, like, the Dusk Whites and the Moon Kite, uh, Moon Makote, but I don't know. I, I feel like the game is getting further and further away from the uh, starting city states that I don't think they're going to really double back on it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, and also, like, hmm. I, I don't, I mean, everyone's different, right? But, like, when it comes to, like, uh, uh, social commentary and intrigue, like, when I, when I end up in, like, fantasy racism i'm like oh come on i thought we were having fun here like i'd rather i'd rather have like game of thrones style like economic or power struggles like what's going on Mm -hmm. in old da or the 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 i would like to point i would like to point to um the post shadowbringers quest about how to make that interesting with how they did it with um limza with uh with the kobolds because i think that was pretty cool you know i would like to see something like that for gridania you know, development and seeing how the Lumensons atone for like their past mistakes and That's stuff like that. Point. Yeah. And just generally all the city states coming together with uh, the, um, the tribes and um, 
being like, hey, we wronged you in the past, but here's how we're going to make it up for you. And then it's like, yeah, we're going to fight for you. We're going to we're going to come together and fight Garlem all together because they're oh, the, people are, oh, they're people the are saying this guys. is post. This is post Shadowbringer spoilers. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, hey, it's I was like, oh, they did some cool cobalt stuff in Realm Reborn. That's just where my brain oh, went. Uh, and Chad, I wouldn't have picked up on it. I wouldn't have picked up on it if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> I, uh... Just kidding. I was like, yeah, I thought it's that all good. good. I like the cobalt stuff. A cobalt. Yeah. Right, we'll bring it back to Realm Reborn. Um, uh, can we do anything with the story of Copper Bell Mines? Because it just depresses me. Oh God, yeah, Copper Bell. Um, On top of the fact yeah, that the dungeon just... in general depresses me because it's horrible. Dull. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't geez. worry about it. Don't I forget that it. there are people that are not caught up. Um, it does happen. It does happen. It's a big game by uh by chance but i mean yeah you're right in a realm reborn yastola calls out um merlewib and i love merlewib but like it's like she calls her out it's like wasn't the laminzans the one that broke the pact with the kobolds and it's like ah no wonder they're angry yeah 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 it's uh it, it there we goes go. Interesting. There places. we go, chat. That's not spoilers. That's a rumor. There you go. There, there it is. Been, there we brought it back. <laughs> so, so this 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 through line you've made. Uh, do you do like a bunch of market research? Are you like, or are you just following your passion and happen to like hit D and D just right four years ago? Hit Monster Hunter just right. Like, yeah, I am very lucky. I don't do market research. I probably should. <laughs> I, I I could probably reach more people um that uh, than I am, but um. I don't know. I've already dedicating a lot of my brain power and like creative muscles to try and just make good stuff on its own. And I wouldn't be following my own advice if I didn't just make what I felt was good, like by itself, regardless of who it reaches, you know, because that's that's how I think content should be done. And I uh, uh, that's not to condemn people who try and play to the algorithm and, and the stuff. I mean, we got to eat. You know, we live in a capitalism. Um, but like. I think that's when art is at its purest and best. Uh, maybe not everyone's taste because there's always niches and, and markets that are uh, more catered to uh, compared to others and not everyone's going to connect with every piece of art. But I think that's when art is at its more most pure. It's when you're focused on making what you want to make, you know, regardless of how anyone wants or, or views it. Really, that's it. That's how we got into 14 and also why my aversion to it is committed to uh, at least four videos worth uh, of now archived me like dumping on this game that has uh, rapidly changed my life over the past year now. Um, like it was I mean, we haven't really we haven't really been accused of bandwagon hopping, but it was we, we jumped around the time that the big exodus was happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame people for bandwagon hop hopping, you know, like with especially with uh, such a turbulent thing like YouTube and where success is not guaranteed. It's like you, I, I don't blame people for getting desperate and like trying anything to try and get their numbers up. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world in, you know, the content creation business. You got to do what you can sometimes. Um, so much as I would like some people to have integrity, it's like, I get it. You know, some people, they just, they got to eat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and also like it gets also to like why don't you don't have to be against something just because it's popular? Like, yeah, like I've I've gotten over that. Like the the old uh, uh, yeah, you can form your own opinions and feelings. <laughs> it's just yeah. now I'm like, oh no, there's some pop music is freaking awesome. Like why why was <laughs> I so can, against this growing up? 
you can have feelings about a thing, both positive or negative, independent of what the larger crowd says. What? There's that part of single ladies where they do the (laughs) oh, 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 and it just slaps like it's okay. It it just gets down for a little bit. That's anybody. That's as subjective as, uh, you know, uh, the black shroud. Um, But, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. 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 You could definitely do you purposefully like challenge yourself? Like, are you like, okay, this, you know, we're going to do crap guy, D and D monk. Like this one, I'm doing extra animation. Like I'm, I'm going to push myself hmm. or just like practice and just the habit of doing it. Just kind of advance your style. That's an interesting question. Maybe not with the crap guides, but definitely more recently with the crap guides. I'm mostly focused on making them like, how would I make this guide for a friend? Because a friend is not going to want want to watch like a 20 minute video on a monk on how to play it. Cause that's going to bore True. them. So I'm going to cut it down. I'm going to make it short. I'm going to make it entertaining. I'm going to make it very streamlined in the language that's used. I use language that someone who doesn't play D and D would understand. So I can show this to a friend and they're not going to get bored. You know, that was the goal with the crap guide. So each one just has that in mind of like, how do I go about describing this and explaining this uh, class or weapon in case of Monster Hunter um, to a friend without boring them to death? Um, but more recently, I definitely have been trying to challenge myself and make like stuff that I've always wanted to make because we all have dreams, you know, about the, the piece of media we want to see out in the world or make. And a lot of the time those dreams are unfulfilled because that shit's hard to make, you know? My dream game doesn't exist because it's probably not feasible to, to create that that game right now with the technology and, and world that we live in. Why, why don't I'm I have an open it? world bounty hunter Star Wars video game? Could someone please yeah, explain this to exactly. me? <laughs> but what is that your is, dream? What is your dream video game? Uh, my dream video game, I'm actually working on a video to explain uh, that right now, but okay. like as to, to give a roundabout way, um, a casual souls like so it plays like a souls game but is not as crushingly difficult uh with the open world like nature of like a bethesda game but more depth and better writing um and like actual (laughs) characters because i i just love i that's what makes me go back to skyrim all the time it's like it's almost kind of like a life sim in a way you know when when you play like a life sim and you can just get lost in this world with three voice actors it's it just feels like you're in another world sometimes yeah and you know all the criticisms levied at skyrim are valid like it's it's not a great game but there's few other games like it and my dream game is something similar to that and same thing with my my dream video like the content that i make is the content i want to see out there and but the content i want to see out there is really good and to make a good video takes a lot of work. So I, mm. I am, yeah, in a way, pushing myself to do better and better work, especially one that um, is going to be released very soon towards the, uh, the end of March um, that I've been working on, like, for the past three months that uh, I hope people are looking forward to. It's probably my most ambitious video yet. It's not a long video, but uh, it's definitely a very ambitious one. I would say your D&D sessions are ambitious. You take a a three hour, four hour file. And I'm guessing you kind of do layers in, in Premiere. You kind of lay it all out and then you can kind of pop this person's talking about this person's talking, pull them to the top. Oh like, no, those are cut insane. down live streams. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. a, that's all live. I don't, I don't edit that. I could never edit that. That is, but, but you do all the, like the, the, there's like people talking, like, did you program that? How did, how did they, no, all, no, like, that's bubbles. That's a, that's a, uh, 
Discord reactive image extension. I can send it to you. It's very, it's very oh, useful. Oh, cool. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. I, I, act, I thought you were sitting there with a three-hour file being like, Word Bubbles oh, for no. you, Word Bubbles for you. And I was just Absolutely like, not. How do you put these out in no, any that is, fashion? No, that's a... Um, the thing that just reacts organically like you know how discord like you know, it'll highlight whoever's talking with the green sure. thing there yeah it's just uh, an extension that uh, takes that and like codes it into a like reactive image that you can be like okay when they're not talking show this image or no image in this case uh and when they are talking have this image go and i just like made a, a talking animated gif and then i'm like when they're talking have this little speech bubble and then i overlay it and yeah no those are those are live streamed uh they're not edited down they're edited down to cut out the um when you play dnd there's a lot of downtime and just sure. open air it cut they're edited down to cut down that uh shout out to mr demo my editor for editing down my current campaign heart of alinthi but um yeah no that speech bubble stuff no i would not do that that's too much work okay all right that that good, to know. good to know extreme tedium wow Mm-hmm. that's that's cool to know that that that, that exists i'm glad you watch my dnd content though like that's kind of my more niche stuff that i'm like i put a lot of work into and i'm glad that it has any audience but oh that's how i found you like when when we were oh, being wow. suggested react content i was like oh yeah the barbarian guy because that's the oh, guy i, I watched yeah. four years ago when i was doing when i was getting into dnd uh fifth edition and i was oh, i was meaning third. the uh the dnd sessions the hour-long sessions. yeah those. no definitely i was just yeah. letting you know where i found you and why i kind of made my way over to you made your way over to that content because hmm. it's it's well produced like for a live stream i was really impressed thank and, you i mean you, you have like you know like tavern songs you got like kickstarters for it it's awesome to see yeah again it's content that i want to see like the DD games i run are the DD games that i want to play in and i mean it sounds a little sad when i put it like that considering i'm the dm but it's like you know if i can inspire someone to run a game like this i don't know maybe one day i'll run into a dm that does things like i do so that i can enjoy myself as a player well, sure you see, you see, i mean you get to bring it to the world right like even if you're not actively yeah. playing in it as a as i a get character. to put the idea out there and maybe inspire some people of like who may have realized not realized oh i can do this like Joe Cat's doing this thing. Maybe I could do that. And like, yes, do do it. I love that you went from Skyrim straight to tabletop because I did not understand <laughs> Bethesda games. Like I never gave mm-hmm. them the time of day until after I had my first tabletop experience. And that was like my mid twenties, oh. which was just in time for Skyrim. So Skyrim was the first Bethesda game I stuck with. Uh, I tried. Yeah. Like I remember seeing, um, what was the one on the original Xbox PC at the time? Morrowind? Morrowind. Oh, oh, Morrowind. I remember okay, walking. Yeah. I did. I was in a band in high school, and uh, I remember going into my my drummer's bedroom one time, and he was playing it, and I was just like, "This is the ugliest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Like, what is this game?" And he was like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. is Morrowind." And it's like deep fan. And then when I, you know, I got into, I started playing Skyrim, and I and I realized like I was getting, I, I needed like one extra layer of getting lost in the theater of my mind to mm. to like really get lost in a Bethesda game. So I understand you saying like, yeah, it's not a perfect game, but it's just a place that I like to get lost. And after yeah. having played uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but also I played way more of uh, the newer Star Wars tabletop one, Edge of the Empire. Or uh, yes, it started as Edge of the Empire. It's had a bunch of modules since. Um, but uh, I, I realized like, oh yeah, Skyrim is just a, a role-playing campaign that I can get thrown into whenever I want. I don't need to coordinate with my friends. Um, mm. and, and Yeah. 
Yeah, I was the reverse where like after I got older because um, I was a teenager when Skyrim came out. And as I got older and my my this sounds so douchey to say my tastes got refined. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It is true. It like, is. It is true. As you grow yeah. up, you start your tastes start to change and like get you start to have higher standards. And uh i felt like skyrim and a lot of the rpgs i was playing at the time felt wanting and then when i started playing tabletop i'm like oh my god this is so cool i can do anything i can truly role play i'm transported into a world and i can do all these things that i don't have the limitations of video game to to stop me from i don't know smooching this king unexpectedly Sure, sure. I always use kick the king in the balls, but yes, yeah, exactly. Like the there will be repercussions for your actions, but well, you see, kissing the king is more unexpected. Yeah, but maybe well, that's true. That <laughs> is very true. Uh, yeah, because you know D and D players are often violent. Mm, yes. I, I mean, also, you made this stuff like during uh, the heart of like the Mercer effect, where everyone yes. was kind of like trying to figure out what D and D may effect. actually look at. It was it was a real hot topic because tons of people went to like their local stores or got with their friends, and they're like, okay voice act and you're like mm-hmm. oh no 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 how yeah, yeah or just like i'm not that it's simpsons like don't worry about the voice acting mm-hmm. you don't have to be great just like just do like yeah for those who don't know the matt mercer effect is essentially the going into D uh expecting the game to play like critical role um and as much as it's called the matt mercer effect it's not to blame matt mercer it's not his fault no, that people no. uh take critical role as like their inspiration and their gateway into D. it's not his fault he's just running a game that he wants to run and he's just playing a game with his friends it's just an unfortunate reality that whenever something good happens there's going to be a lot of imitators and a lot of people who expect that from others you know like half-life is is another instance of that where like modern military shooters took all the wrong lessons from half-life i feel and uh like and then we got that slog of call of duty clones for the longest time but yeah uh no you don't have to play like matt mercer you don't have to play like sam regal you don't have to play like marisha ray you know um you can just play like you however the way you play whether it be a murder hobo or uh getting laid uh and like sleeping with every single enemy you run into or some other wacky random way of playing that's valid you know, so long as you're having fun and everybody else at the table is having fun too I remember the moment or the session, uh, the DM for our Star Wars campaign clicked with uh, at least uh, Katie and me because we were we were playing together because uh, he realized, oh, they really like Fast and the Furious. And we were mm. suddenly in the middle of a full car heist uh, experience and mixed in with the actually Kyle, were you here for this? I think this is a crossover where he brought your characters in because you were visiting yes, yeah. at the time. Uh, suddenly mixed in with the soundtrack playing softly in the background as the car chase uh, or the speeder chase starts up, the soundtrack switches from Star Wars music because uh, he goes and you and you bump the dial on the speeder and BC Boy Sabotage starts playing. And I was like, oh, my God, he gets us <laughs> like in just this moment of, oh, I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know this. You could take a campaign in this direction. Fuck yeah, dude. But yeah, it was uh, it, it was it, that was a big moment for me in tabletop when I was like, oh, listen, you can really make it your own. One of my play, you know, one of my fellow players in one of my, our games, like when he was finally on like a roll and like killing enemies left and right, he's like, I'm going to play fireball on my loot. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the song fireball, you know, from Mr. Worldwide. Yes. It's like this this killing montage while 
you know, fireball is playing. I've been to the Florida Keys with my parents. I am very aware of fireball and mm-hmm. its effect on, uh, you know, the generation above me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm actually kind of excited for the D&D movie, because like some people are a little annoyed that it's like, oh, it's Marvel humor or whatever. I think if it were, were released at a different time when we didn't have so much superhero fatigue, people would be saying something different. But like they're being silly and dumb and they have uh, sure a little cringy dialogue, but that's D&D. That's how D&D is, man. Like, the way I look we- at, at fantasy too is like you have to ask yourself if i'm going to be really serious about this will it be better than the lord of the rings because that's the bar yeah like if you're going to be super self-serious about your fantasy is it going to be lord of the rings and that's just not fair to you we just accused everything of being buffy before avengers too like we just well that's the the whedonism uh, coming through because whedon directed avengers and brought his buffyisms to marvel and now um, I'm seeing a yeah. bit of a clapback against uh, dude. What does guardians? I really like him. Um, but some people are, are attributing that to him. Oh, as well. um, someone in chat's going to beat me to it. Yeah. Uh, crap. He's now going to be running all the DC stuff. Um, James Gunn. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I really like James Gunn and I, and I, I get, I get grumpy when people are like, Oh, it's just like, we, and I'm like, no, 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 no. James Gunn no. is mean spirited, <laughs> which, which we kind of wasn't. Uh, although apparently line. Wheaton was mean spirited in real life, uh, but uh, James Gunn mm, is mean spirited in his writing, which I, I I appreciate. There's a fantastic line in Guardians that I feel like Whedon would never write, and it's uh, "Why do you want to save the galaxy? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it." Yeah, it's like yeah, that's that's all the reason you. That's a completely logical reason. That is that is all that is all the motivation you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the. I'm looking forward to the. Dungeons and Dragons movie as well. The the the, the, the to me. So Kyle, you were you were you you jumped on weed, and I thought you were about to jump on the overuse of cringe because I'm I'm getting winded with the overuse of cringe, and I'm like, there's a difference between cringe and camp. When it's good, it's camp, and camp is good, and I love camp, and I love that we're starting to make mm-hmm. peace with it again, um, mm-hmm. in 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 various ways. I would I would like a little yep. bit more of it. I'm excited to talk to you. Kyle and I are going to talk about Mandalorian later, and I'm excited to have a conversation Ooh. with Kyle about camp. Uh, because I thought, yeah. the, I thought the premiere was pretty campy. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a little, it felt very, it's most Saturday morning cartoon, a premiere of the Mandalorian has felt. Uh, Heck yeah. But I'm, I'm a fan of camp and I, for one, welcome our campy overlords. Absolutely. So you, you somehow found the time amongst playing Dungeons and Dragons, a massive game with tons of hours needed to enjoy it. Also playing Baldur's Gate, uh, putting out all kinds of other games too. And then you made your Final Fantasy crap guides before you did your 300 hours videos. Mm -hmm. So how did that through line happen? How did you end up at Final Fantasy from all these other games? Well, here's a misconception um, is that I don't play D&D as often as people might think. Like I play aside from the games that I stream, which are live and people can see when they happen. That's like once a week, sometimes even longer than that. I don't play that many uh, tabletop games all that often just because it's like I need to mentally prepare because they're like two to three hour long things. So uh, I remember when I first started it out and I was on the D&D kick when I first uh, was into it, I was playing like three different games a week and I was like, this is too much. And so I just take it back to that like one. Um, Same thing with games. I only play like 
two or three games in my spare time uh because the rest of them that i would play you know just like you garrett i i feel that fomo of like oh but i could stream this i can make this content and people are missing out on my my reactions and impressions and so i put them off it's not healthy but like um no it, it really isn't i've, I've been uh, slowly <laughs> going through near this week and, and not streaming it and, and hell yes if there's any it. game you should play and not stream it's near uh, I br- we brought it up on stream and, and that and that reinforced my decision to, to wait a minute. Why, why why is that why is that why 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 near no stream uh partly because people who are into near are really into near so you're gonna get some i apologize some obnoxious people who are just passionate like i i I'm not no misunderstanding there. They're passionate and they care about near a lot, but they're a bit much. Um, I don't think that's wrong to say that they're, they're a bit much out of the love that they have for the game because it's apparently very good. Um, but also just because it's such a, a story and interpretation heavy game that having your own experience with it is going to enhance it rather than having other people talk at you about it or like try, you know, unintentionally influence you by giving their commentary on it and stuff like that. Because it's very much a game that the reason why people like it so much is because it's very personal. It's such a personal interpretation, personal investment type of game because Yoko Taro is very good at making that type of experience in his games. It's something I've noticed about the, 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 the there's, there's so many got a, a conversation about the 14 community at large. You go so many different directions, but something I've noticed uh, I, that I think the 14 community is really good about is realizing that what they're about to leave in the comment is their interpretation. Like and yes. making that very clear, like, oh, the reason I liked this and then they go into it, it's it's rare I get the you interpreted it wrong. That does happen from time to time, but I so more often it, it takes the it takes the direction of wanting to share rather than correct. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I think that's another reason to not like stream or uh, do any live stuff with Nier is because that game has been combed over so, so much that you are more likely to get more of those things because although you may have these open interpretations that may be disproven, I say that loosely because, you know, I feel like interpretation goes, there's a lot of it to be done. Um, and you're, some of it doesn't hold as much candle to others with like uh, authorial intent and stuff like that. You know, interpretations are still valid. But because it's been combed over so often, there's likely going to be more people that are like, I don't know about that one. I don't know if you should have that interpretation because of X, Y, Z. It's like, all right, taking the wind out of my sails here. Interesting. Are you allowed to like laugh at the game? Because I look outrageous. <laughs> like if you if you were to have a giggle at a. Oh, what yeah, might be a course. profound moment in the game. Is, is that cool with the community there? Yeah, well, it's it's a more like a case by case thing. It's like maybe some instances you might come. Something happened with me and I'll I'll be careful not to spoil it this time now that I know you're not there. <laughs> There's something like that that happened with me in Endwalker where I made an interpretation of a thing and people in my chat were like, no, that's wrong. That, that's not it. And I was like, really? Because I missed some of the pieces but that was my interpretation which i still think is valid even if i don't see all the pieces because not seeing all the pieces is also a part of that interpretation and how i came to that conclusion oh man i need to hear that after putting out a 5.0 ending video this week yeah so that that can feel a little bit overwhelming as well and i think that applies to 14 and near and many other games where it's like okay maybe this is the wrong interpretation but that's just my impressions right now i'm sorry i don't see the full picture but you know i feel like an interpretation in progress is still valid 
And I straight up, I can't, I can't remember shit if I can't freely go look at a wiki <laughs> and you can't look at a wiki for anything in 14 as you're going yeah. through it. Cause it'll spoil the living crap out of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, give it a few hours in our 5.0 video and the comments were disagreeing with things too. So Some of the comments were straight up talking about shit that we haven't even seen yet, which really, really pissed me off. But, you know, hey, that's it's a very small percentage. But that, that's what happens when you make stuff is you ignore all of the positive reinforcement and you latch on to the three really negative things or, or crappy things that people that people commented so well, once I, again want to apologize for my uh not you <laughs> not talking about you <laughs> no, i know i know i still yeah <laughs> no but you, you probably have dealt with some of that like you, you put out oh absolutely a fun, a fun guide a perfectly enjoyable barn build thing and there's got to be people in there that are like <laughs> i can't believe you're spreading this misinformation how can you yeah. even suggest new players do this sort of thing uh, yeah when, when we're talking about near there my first thought was i used to mod for and then streamed Dark Souls content for a bit. Mm. And that community was, of course, lore, like, it's such a cast of the wind. Some people care, some people don't. But if you weren't using your Makiri counter on the Spearmen at the exact time in Mm. Sekiro, you'd hear about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, Sekiro's a rough one, too, right? Because, like, you're going to go through that game with a katana. Like, there's not as much. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a particular. You could just be like, well, this is my build. Please calm down. Like, well, you know, I really like the Morning Star, and it's fine. <laughs> but, you, know, yeah. you, were, you were doing what everybody did in front of you. Like, yeah, well, I had that experience editing the video this week, Garrett, because you you were there, you know, at the end of 5.0, staring there with your Warrior of Light, and I'm like, well, this is a tragedy. What are you, what are you even doing in my game? <laughs> I'm, I'm watching you stand there. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to insert some footage of me standing there. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get me in that spot. Anyway, that's canon right there. That's Send me canon. your footage, and I'll include it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man, throwing me under the bus. Also, mods don't get sa- don't get sad. I read comments faster than you can delete them. Don't don't be sad, mods. We made oh, our and, mods. And I I'm horrible at Thank reading. You, so yeah, mods are Shout mods out. are very important. Shout out to mods. Thank uh, you for all your hard work. Un- unsung heroes uh, mm-hmm. in, in many ways. Um, but holding but, up the world like Atlas. <laughs> yes, but you had a. You had an interesting experience. We've heard the second hand. We've heard that you had an interesting experience with Final Fantasy 14 because you actually bought a skip and then kind of went back. Is that? Yes, true? I did. Yes. Um, I was unaware of this until we announced you were coming on. And, and yeah, uh, if I could shamelessly shill my 300 hour video uh, in that one, I mentioned that my introduction to Final Fantasy 14 was very non-conventional, very unorthodox in that. I played it a bunch uh, with the free trial. I never beat A Realm Reborn um, until like way later. And then I've been skipping a lot of the dialogue. And then I bought a story skip to like Heaven's Word. I didn't like Heaven's Word because of my own failings, uh, admittedly. Um, uh, Grant, like I'm realizing now that video is a little bit melodramatic and like kind of making a bigger deal out of. the situation than it was really all uh, the main problem was I wasn't reading the dialogue. Um, but I, I still felt, you know, I, I still put a lot of my genuine feelings into the video at the time. And that's why it feels a little bit more melodramatic than it is. Um, but yeah, it's when I was watching a few friends streaming the 5.3 patches that I'm like, this looks important. What's going on? <laughs> this looks important and also cool. Like this is way more dramatic and like interesting than what I was dealing with in like early Heavensward and a Realm Reborn. What is this? Uh, okay. And then I was like, I bought a story skip to go to Shadowbringers, and then I started Shadowbringers, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is a plot thread I should understand. And so I'm like, okay, where does this plot thread start? 
a realm reborn okay and i go back and watch like cutscenes for a realm reborn and then in a realm reborn there's plot threads that come even earlier than that i'm like okay i'm just gonna have to watch the cutscenes for all of this and get like a story recap and i'm like huh this is good actually <laughs> maybe i should read yeah, yeah. yeah we've been we kind of we touched on this and to us it was a side mention in our video that came up this week Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're we, it's part one of a two part video where we're kind of going going over our thoughts about the ending of Five O Shadowbringers, um, where cause I really liked it. I I already was in on the game at this point. Just like so I know, a, uh, how far are you? We beaten Five O. We haven't started Five Point One. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. So we're doing Eden tonight. We're going to uh, uh, Eden. Tonight. We're going to do I like the, Eden. Uh, first wing of Eden raid, and then soon, folks, you'll see a five point one MSQ stream day scheduled on the on the YouTube. Um, oh yeah. Not that I brought this up to promote our stuff, but uh, regardless, hey, it's uh, your channel. <laughs> yeah. The, so in our video this week, which was basically just covered Amarat, um, if anyone, mm-hmm. if everyone listening is aware of that. I was I was talking about just how much I like the finale of Five O and and I and and Kyle, you and I both started talking about how like this really solidifies how difficult it is to recommend this game to someone and 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 I think it it speaks to what you were just talking about, which is like it's just so thick. It's like trying to recommend a novel. Like, what do you do? You can't show anyone anything from the novel. You can't tell them how it ends because it would ruin the experience. Mm-hmm. You just have to try and like grab them by the shoulders and sh- shake them into believing that it's worth the the thousands of, of page turns. <laughs> Boy, it's satisfying, but man, it's a lot to digest. It's yeah, it's a lot to get there. Um, and th- uh, this is also the first time where I'm like, I think we would have been served by going through this slightly faster. Uh, mm. <laughs> but because a lot of some folks use the stalling, like whatever, I can only edit video so fast, but um, the rest of the folks seem to really enjoy the pace that we're taking it at it at. But here at the end of five, I'm like, I probably would have remembered like three more key pieces of, of, of the story that tied into this. Had I gone through it a little quicker? Mm. Um, I don't think, I don't think you can go quick enough. Cause in particular, a lot of the comments this week were information in the Minfilia PowerPoint conversation that's in a realm point. reborn that's, patch that's content fair. like that's fair. yeah like like the, the nature of the void and whatnot so it's it's tough for anything to live in your head that long i'm glad they're doing you know it's their game it's their company thank you for keeping track of it yourselves but mm-hmm. you know on the consumer end of things it's yeah a, it's a bit much like, it's why my yeah oh sorry you go, go first go, you go first are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was going to say it's why um, my I did a new game plus playthrough where I streamed like leading up to Endwalker. I streamed like the entire game in new game plus. Um, and like I retained a lot of the information the second way through a lot better. Um, and that's the, the same case with a friend of mine who is still in a realm reborn and he keeps restarting the game. But like, I think this will be like his third character now. Uh, and I'm like, you don't have to do an all you can just play new game plus man but he that's just he's just old school like that um but like he even he's like going the second way through i'm retaining information a lot better like all of this is making a lot more sense and yeah when you like know what you need to pay attention to it's it like makes all makes all the sense it's an interesting experience like when i play i was a rental kid growing up so 
when I play through Mass Effect or anything like that, I was just like, go, go. They're like, hey, Shepard, we need help. I'm like, don't care. No value. And you just, and you get <laughs> to the Mass Effect. How did you romance really? anybody if you didn't do just, their side quest? Well, because you romance the one you care about, but you don't go through and, <laughs> you know, do them all. So that oh. when you do the Omega 4 relay, like everything's exploding, everything's dying. And you're just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then you go back in time, play it a second time when you're invested and invest in that sort of stuff at that point. Uh, I fell off of That's a replay fair. I fired up last year at Mass Effect, and I, I kind of want to get back to it, but also it's been Hell yeah, dude. I just want to start all over again. Um, it's why uh, I've never run like a, a module campaign. They're terrifying to me. I'm mm. supposed to remember someone else's thoughts? No, 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 no. If I come up with it all myself, I'm the problem. I'm the one with the plot holes. Or you're never wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're never wrong exactly. your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I have the same problem because now I am I've I've officially recommended fourteen to a few close friends of mine, and it's just as hard as like trying to recommend them books. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a WoW refugee friend who kind of stopped playing, and I'm like, oh, you can play fourteen now, and then now he's gonna be a dad. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes all your spare time. Well, you can play it on console, which you know, there's a lot of. Um, I'm told from Kyle, I don't know, not a dad, but I'm told from Kyle, there's a lot of just uh, cradling a child on your chest on a couch. Hmm. Uh, hours. Yeah, I hear so. controller is surprisingly good. Yep. Yeah, you can you can get pretty far. I mean, it, it's not as grind heavy of the game. That's where, you know, dadding really comes in because you are you are responding to stimuli like I would never fish right now in any game because that's you stare at a thing and eventually it makes a noise and you click it. That's taking care of babies. They're in the crib. They go ah, and you go, OK, let me attend to that noise. <laughs> so that sort of activity out the window, but like you know, reading a book before bed, like that's not completely gone. I loved Persona Five uh, when when the little one first appeared because that was just perfect pace. Like what could go wrong? I could pause whenever I want. The menus are all the grooviest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm stuck on them for hours. Like it was perfect. <laughs> so just know, folks, everyone that suggested we we start relic grinding. Uh, that's the that's the the trigger in Kyle's brain when you're like, why would you why would you wish that upon your favorite content creators? (laughs) Do you do you hate grinding gear, Chad? Do you hate them that much? Some of the weapons do look cool, and I do want them, but not that bad, and not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, the most recent one in Endwalker is very easy. You just use tomes. It's like. Oh, I thought this is the one that you had to uh, do the uh, Hildebrand, and it made everyone angry. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that, but Hildebrand's great, so people need to shut up. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid. I, I understand why they might not want to have to go through an entire quest line, but, like, that's every relic, you know? Like, every relic has you go do older content. Don't Let's not forget that you had to complete the evilest raids and do, like, Baja stuff to, like, Stormblood content to get the Shadowbringers relic, so. Hmm... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I broke I've, I've broken so many hearts and they're like, what'd you think of the evil East raids? I'm like, the raids were good. What about the story? <laughs> and I just have a, I, I get a 40 yard stare when anyone asks. That's me what new game plus story. is for. Now you can look at the story and just like blitz through. I the, don't want to the... be in a room with Ramza ever again. <laughs> uh, What's the deal with that guy? I, I like, I hear just as many people love him as hate him. Oh, freaking racist. 
Oh, is he? Uh, I've never them. played Tactics. <laughs> no, he's a racist in 14. Oh, okay. Never mind then. No, I right. did play. I, I, I am not very deep in Tactics, but I, I scratched the surface of it when we were doing Evilish just to get a taste for it. And Ramza seems like your kind of standard Prince character. Uh, but he's mm. an asshole in 14. Oh. Man, I need to play through Evilus again to see. I, I didn't know. I had no idea. I was just like, oh, look, pretty boar Garlean. All right, cool. Oh, he is insufferable. I, 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 was, I, was, I was like, oh, it's a playwright flying ship. Oh, this is going to be, we're going to have some camp and some drama. Nah, nah, just a <laughs> petulant, angry Ramza and some flashbacks. Uh, but, but yeah. And against Moogles of all things, you know, why, why you got to be prejudiced towards Moogles? They're adorable. They're adorable. Do better, Ramza. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am ranting about Ivalice again. Well, uh, well, we we took some questions from our, ah. our wonderful D- Discordians uh, in the Grinding Gear Discord. Um, hmm. Would you like to take a few? No, actually. Okay. Okay. There you well, okay. <laughs> sorry, folks. Yep. There it is. Right, goodbye. Show's there over. Is. No. Show's over. All right. Start the music. Let's head, let's head on out. Wait. <laughs> How you brought me on here for? Kyle, that joke would work if you use the same music every week, but you switched it up. That's true. Week, but so. Well, I mean, if, 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 yeah, let's hear him. Shoot him at me. All right. <laughs> well, Author Gamer wants to know what goes into the creative process of making your crap guide series from both writing and researching perspective, uh, such as the period of time you spend replaying each job. Ah, so this is going to be a case-by-case dependent on the game. For Monster Hunter, it was pretty easy. I could just grab the weapon, I could go, I could play it, and then I could write down. Uh, I would... For Monster Hunter, I had a very easy formula. I would look up a guide, write down based on the guide, play it, rewrite it based on my own experience, play it one more time to try and include footage of the things that I wrote so that I would have relevant B-roll. And then I would maybe rewrite some things with my new experience. Still, some inaccuracies uh, inaccuracies happen uh, with that. Uh, inaccuracies still happen with the 14 guides even after all these years uh, with D I couldn't really play it so i had to research uh videos and just give get other people's like secondhand so uh, like secondhand account of their experience with the the classes in D. so those more often have inaccuracies in them a few of them i remade and unlisted the older versions of the videos because they're just straight up wrong um with the 14 ones they're taking longer mostly because I think I'm burnt out on the crap guides. And I've mentioned before, the 14 crap guides are probably going to be the last ones. Um, besides that, if we reach that, uh, that stretch goal in the charity thing, but like, yeah, I think I'm done with it. I just, I feel finished. I want to move on to other things. I don't see myself doing the crap guides for much longer. Um, but let, let's ride that thread for a hot moment and talk about the charity thing, because your top yeah. your top goal on this is something I really want to see. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, I am raising money for charity for trans rights for a charity called Gendered Intelligence. They're UK based and they're trying to help out trans people. Uh, and I am doing so by streaming the uh, Omega Protocol Ultimate in 14. Ultimate raids are super duper hard and long and they take a long time to complete. So I'm going to be using that as an opportunity to raise money. And the final stretch goal at $100,000, i.e. £80,000 or something like that, is um, Crap Guide to Pathfinder 2nd Edition, because I've been interested in delving into that. But that's probably going to be the only Crap Guide I do for that if we reach that. I I think it's only fair. We raise a bunch of money to help people out. I want to give something back as thanks. 
I'm I'm I should have been better about this and pulled up the link ahead of time to see if it was audio friendly. It doesn't look like it is. It's like it's a long link. Mm. Oh, to like read out to read get out. to the yeah. donate. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure. We'll include a link in the in the blog post for this. Thank you so much, the audio listeners. Yeah, we're linking them to the live crowd here. Yeah, no, this is awesome. And and, yeah. uh, and what a cool thing. So you are, so this is like a multi-month thing. Like you're going to be having at some really hard content and just grinding out. This isn't like a one weekend event at all. Yeah, no, not at all. This is going to be ongoing. Uh, I'm going to be donating $1 per wipe. And if you think that's not a lot, <laughs> uh, just wait. Uh, so in 14, if you, you know, in 14, when you wipe, you just get back into it. You know, there's yeah. no waiting. You just, so that it's like super meat boy, you know, it piles up really fast. This is what I've been um, trying to explain to my, my wow friends uh, who, who were like, Oh no, 14 looks fun. I just, I you know, I don't think I'd like to story that much. I'm like, y'all, the boss content is sick. It's if you so don't good. like the story, the gameplay holds up. I believe. I believe the gameplay holds up very well. That's one thing people uh, may have misinterpreted in my 300 hours videos when I mentioned like uh, this game can stand on its own without the story, and people are like, "Oh," because people really like the story, and I understand. Sure. You know, I wasn't trying to say that it doesn't need the story. I was trying to say that like if you took the story away there's still content in the game that is good on its own. Like, and the Savage Raid is what I like to say as evidence. Like, do you really think anyone is playing the Savage Raid for their story? No, because there isn't any really that much in Savage. It's just, you're playing it for the mechanics and the, the difficulty. I didn't really answer the question. Uh, <laughs> the creative process for writing a crap guide and research and all that stuff. Yeah, I, with 14, it's very, very involved because these jobs are very complex. They have a lot of things to them. Um, it's why I'm breaking up the DPS videos into the three roles and each individual class is getting a lot more attention to them compared to like tank or healer because the tank and healer uh, roles are very homogenous. Like a lot of the healers play the same sense like Sage is like very unique, but like the rest of them, they're pretty similar. So I can just give the fundamentals and just Cliff's note mention their differences. Same thing with tank. They're a lot, very, very similar thank god i did not mention that paladin uses dots because they're gone um oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i keep it very broad because i know the game will change eventually and like try to keep them as evergreen as possible because i don't want to have to keep remaking them um but um have, have you remade and re-uploaded them no, not at all. I don't intend to either, um, even if they do get complete overhauls, because like I said, I'm kind of done with the Crap Guide series uh, at this point mentally. So I'm just trying to finish up the last two and move on to other projects because I don't want to draw it out. I don't want to, I feel like beating a dead horse will only cause it to, uh, I'd rather it go off on a high note rather sure. than, you know, just continue dragging its feet along uh, as because people want it. No, you got uh, a lot of different styles too on your YouTube. Like minute yeah. mark is no problem for you. You can, there's that, there's that yeah, someone I really respect. I don't know them. I don't know a thing about them, but they do the pitch room bits. Pitch meeting. Yes. Yeah. I love, just like, I love that guy. It's great. But like, how do you do this forever? <laughs> you, you gotta be just like a little, a little tired of the pitch yeah. room. Well, cause like with that, they, they kind of, at that point you have to treat it like a normal job, right? Luckily yeah. I'm in a lucky enough position where I don't have to, I can treat it like a creative outlet, but like some people it's like, yeah, you're, you're like a plumber. Like it doesn't matter if you're not feeling it up today. You gotta, you gotta take the call. You gotta go out and you gotta fix people's sinks and, and toilets, whether you want to or not. And, uh, some people are able to look at their job like, like that, like the pitch meeting guy, like Yahtzee Croshaw, you know, 
they're able oh, to do that's it. a great example yeah yeah he he does a review every week he has to play a game write it down and write a zero punctuation every single week i can't do that some people can but i can't but i play yeah i play each job thoroughly i try and learn the rotation and you know get people's impressions uh larry czar's videos are fantastic for that because he has like a great summary of each class job um and like what they're about and so i steal some of that for him in fact he is one of the main inspirations for the crap guides his basically series um yeah that's yeah for a roundabout way that's question one done only took me like 30 minutes to answer <laughs> oh we we put it in uh you know we did we did the other conversation too it was promote, multi-faceted promote charity which by the way one yeah. of our mods made a bitly so for audio listeners you oh. can go to bit.ly slash joecat dash top T-O-B. Oh, thank you. And awesome. I tested and it does work. Takes you straight there. And I did not realize you have already surpassed 11,000 raids. Yeah. I haven't even started. I haven't even done anything yet. I don't know why the, <laughs> what these guys are paying for. I you guess yesterday, right? Nice. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Yeesh. It's very much appreciated though. Yeah. That's rad. Everyone, everyone here in stream, go give it a look. Uh, all right. Moving on. Pothy asked, which content do you have the most fun doing? Uh, also curious which which kind of content comes to you the easiest. Mm. Most fun doing is probably short animations that are not even a minute long. You know, things like my Halloween video. Uh, there's like a turtle brushing itself uh, that I called uh, Tort Brush Mambo. Now, what like, is that one at now? Like 1.9 million? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Those like short little fun animations are kind of therapeutic for me. It's like I don't have to stick with it for too long i don't reach the point of getting sick of the video you ever work on a video for a certain while and you're like oh, god i just want this to be done so i don't have to look at it anymore <laughs> like yeah, i'm at that point right now with this very ambitious video that's coming out in march like i just want it to be done and but like i i don't run into that with these short videos you know i uh, um, the short animations so i like them i was in this week's video for twice the amount of time i usually am and by the end Yeesh. of it i was like i'm i'm done i'm out I'm like, I, can't, yeah. I can't do this anymore which is why, As for, yeah, which is why there's not what comes on some of those text boxes. What comes easiest? Um, hmm, that's hard because it's like I don't like to half-ass my content, so none of them are easy. But I guess streaming, streaming is pretty easy for me anyway. I know other people put a lot more work into their streams, but I don't. Uh, I like to, even though it is work, I don't see it as much work as my videos so whenever i stream it's kind of like fun casual time hanging out with the audience and interacting and yeah i I guess streaming that's that's the content that i find the easiest uh rather most enjoyable what was the question hold on i have it up comes to me easiest yes streaming is pretty easy for me because i don't put a lot of effort into it i i i feel a similar way even though i know uh, kyle puts effort into it he plans what every stream is going to be and then i show up uh, well i'm the dm but, but that's that's your player right as i do all the background <laughs> play it's supposed to look effortless when actually i'm panicking inside <laughs> but compared, vibe. compared to anything that's quote-unquote produced like i have we have to spend time in premiere for it i think we both feel like well the stream once it's going it, it has left the station uh, now <laughs> now we just exist well, that's what makes you such a good team. It's like one of you hands, handles the production and the other one can just go off the cuff and like fill in the time and just improv. Yeah. Bring the energy. Yeah. I can I can flippantly say the beginning of Nier didn't uh, catch me and, and anger half our stream. <laughs> what? How you dare? This by two bees, fatty thighs, uh, uh, the thigh chub. Listen, who, who isn't? 
That's a given. I was expecting okay. more. <laughs> I thought I thought I did a decent enough job by saying it hasn't captured me yet. Mm-hmm. That was mine. Ah, oh yeah, it's nice, nice. Yeah. No, that's I'm the same way for both near games. Like, I, I'm sure there's gonna be a point eventually where it does click. I'm not at that point yet, but when people are like, oh, d- d- just wait, I'm like, I believe you. Don't worry, I am waiting. I'll just get there when I get there. Yeah. Uh, D asked, how did it feel the first time you became aware of the fact that many people consider the advice in your crap guides legitimately useful? I felt horrified. I felt scared. <laughs> like That's you a have a responsibility now to teach yeah. people how to game correctly? I, I, uh, not to get heavy, but like I was like in a depressive state in the couple of like D&D videos that I kind of took uh, unlisted and remade because I'm like, oh, God, I got this way wrong. I'm giving people the complete wrong information. Oh, God. And there was there was a lot of mental pressure there. So, yeah, a little bit scary. I've learned to deal with it better. Um, therapy is a hell of a helper. Um, and just realizing that it's like I don't have to be perfect. You know, I can. And if people don't like it that's okay they can go look at other stuff i a healthy amount of detachment is good you know with the content that you consume and i view that not only in terms of viewing videos but also uh the content i consume on a regular basis including 14 dnd um same with the dnd movie i'm excited for it but if it's bad oh well and no skin off my back it's not like they betrayed me on a personal level it's not like witches of the coast came in and then like I don't know, kicked me in the nuts, even though some people like to consider it that way. It's like bad content is not an insult, you know, like, and it shouldn't be taken that way. Like that's, (laughs) that is a new level of parasocial relationship that I feel like we need to acknowledge and learn to just kind of take a step back a little bit, you know? Uh, This is your resident Star Wars fan really feeling what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, just like, it's just, you have to look at it as just some content that you can consume or not, you know. Or look forward to the memes if it's really bad. Like, oh yeah, memes will always be, be there for you. If it's terrible, yeah. with all else fails, there will always be memes. Yeah, it was a little scary, but now I just see it as, as I always should have, a means to express myself artistically and personally. I'm not sure if this is what you meant by express yourself artistically, but Wild Runner <laughs> did ask if you were to roast us, how how would you roast us? Oh, geez. Uh, I probably um, it's low hanging fruit, but I probably like point at your reaction videos somewhat. Uh, (laughs) But even then, it's like I'm going to I'm going to kiss your cheeks a little bit and say, like, I like your reaction videos because it's like the, the video you're reacting to is like this much. And then your own original content is like this much. And it's like at that point, it's your own video. So uh I would, if I were to roast you, I would be like, haha, reaction Andy, but like not at anything. <laughs> that wouldn't have a lot of leg to stand on because like your reaction videos, I think they're very good. I think you um, put a lot of your own heart into it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, it, it, last year, it's been a bit now. Uh, mm. I, my heart sunk when uh, in our Discord folks were like, Yo, Joe Cad talked about your reaction video at LunarCon. I'm like, oh no. Uh, and then I, I clicked on the link and I was like, oh shit, he liked it. Oh yeah, thank God. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I feel weird about reaction content. And it just kind of like a lot of our journey through Final Fantasy 14 is is at least for me personally, is a lot of me just like getting out of my own way. Mm-hmm. Like, like I I my 
always my natural reaction when someone suggests I do something is, is to not do it. Like there's still mm. that I'm in my thirties. Now there's still that petulant teenager is like, no, I'm going to be original. I'm not going to do what you told me to just cause you told me to do it. Like I, 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 there's a part of me. I'll never be able to, I'll never be able to kill that. But, um, yeah, Kyle, I feel you, which is why I love you. He spent a lot of, he's he, his, a lot of his, his work with me has been like, but it'll be fun. <laughs> like people will enjoy it. Yeah. There's a reason they're suggesting it. We'll, we'll have a good time and we'll make it our own. Um, so I'm glad to hear it, it came off that way. Uh, mm-hmm. cause yeah. Cause also like I looked the other day and our reaction video to you, I think is our top produced video right now. Oh, um, you're welcome. I think a yeah, couple of our streams you. have overtaken it, but as, in terms of things we sat down, sweated and edited, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's mm-hmm. the first react video we did to your content. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that, but Hey, <laughs> thanks Joe cat. I mean, if that's what people want to watch, that's what people want to watch. Like I, I can't begrudge anyone for doing what brings in the, the, the rent money, you know? Oh, I, um, I totally get it too. Like it, not, not to say that that was the main reason why you wanted to do it. Like you wanted to do it because you wanted to. And honestly, that's it. That's all, that's all I care about. Like, even then like you can do whatever the fuck i'm not your dad i'm i could be your son <laughs> if anything like i'm i'm a child like i i don't have any say over what other people do like when it comes to this stuff because it's like it's it's a video that you could watch or not watch if i'm not interested in it i won't watch it if other people want to watch it they'll watch it Oh, it's just cozy. Like i totally get yeah. it like i i sit down and i'm like man you know i love dead space oh i could play through dead no, I don't have time to play Dead Space. Oh, 45 minute video about why Dead Space is a masterpiece. Yeah, well, let's let's do it. Like show show me footage. Just, just actually just describe the whole game. Just go plot by plot. Just describe the whole game for me. And that's how people want to consume content sometimes. It's like you it's like the whole like you can't prove uh piracy lost sales. It's like maybe I wouldn't have played this game anyway, but like I want to hear about it because I just want to hear about this game. That's a different way of consuming it and I think that's valid. Yeah. Some people want to consume content through the eyes of someone else. Yeah, we've, it, it, that's how I've come around on it. Because I, I, I do, I consume a lot of like what you talked about, Kyle. Like, oh, I, I'm a big Red Letter Media fan. I love watching those dudes talk about movies I love or can't stand. Uh, but I like revisiting it. But I don't want to sit down and watch the whole damn movie. And I'm like, this, this reaction content is in the same vein, uh, I, I guess. It's just, I don't know, for long time i was averse to it but um. it's also not a black and white issue there's so many nuances and like things about it that they're like you can't blanket like cover every single type of reaction content as like stealing because it's like there's different kinds of reaction content that do different things uh would you would i say reaction content of them just sitting there watching the video not having any input is stealing probably would i say something like i don't know the fine brothers is no because uh, they put a lot of their own like spin on it and like interview the people and cut down the video. Would I call your guys? No, because like the majority of the video isn't even the video you're reacting to. It's just you guys' thoughts and going on tangents and it is original at that point. Yeah. It's like not a, it's not a black and white issue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because Kyle, I've been doing a long time uh, stuff together, not YouTube, but we started podcasting together over 10 years ago now. So wow. it's like reaction content wasn't a thing at the mm. time. Like it didn't exist because Twitch didn't exist at the time. Streaming didn't, wasn't really a thing at the time. 
Uh, he had strange Justin TV channels that just like re-aired Nickelodeon cartoons. Like mm. it was a uh, it was a different time to continue belaboring my age. Uh, but let's get into uh, let's get into some Final Fantasy fourteen questions because we legitimately received probably too many to ask, but we will try our best. Uh, yes, Aleph Hanamora wants to know: Can you be convinced to join the hosts and possibly Jesse Cox if he's online then to clear the last parts of five point three? Oh, absolutely. I know Jesse will because um, I actually played with Jesse recently to help another content creator go through five point three because, uh, as he puts it, he is a uh, he is like a reaction vampire. <laughs> he just loves vicariously living through people going through 5.3 specifically uh, over and over. And I'd be happy to. Absolutely. I'll try and set aside some time. Hopefully it's not during like uh, my top prog days. Um, Is it? Sure. Are they always on Thursday? Uh, they are Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, at the same time, uh, those same times every for every day, though, uh, 6 p.m. Central. Um, so if it's earlier than that, I can make it. Uh, not absolutely not Wednesdays because I have to prep for D and D, and like I need all the time I can get for that. But True. my weekends though are pretty open. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. <laughs> the worst I can say is no. Ah. Uh, hopefully, you don't answer no to this because Sam has the hardest hitting question of the day: Cat Boys or Bun Boys? Ooh. Sam asks the individual that generally draws himself as a cat boy. Yes, but I mean, have you seen the Vieras? Like, mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. If if it weren't for the facts that they couldn't wear hats, they would have overtaken us. Honestly, <laughs> they, I I cannot ignore the superiority that the, the their starting gear, their emotes, their faces. Those are some handsome faces. Like, they have higher res textures. Their freckles look a lot better than than whatever face paint. Ah, the I, I mean, if I were to answer this question, I would say bun boys are uh, objectively hotter, but I would rather play a cat boy. Yeah, same, same here. I identify with the cat boys more, uh, but I can't. I got to admit, that's them some pretty bunnies. If they if they ever had tails, it's over. If they ever gave them bunny tails, it's over for us. Oh, cat boys are going extinct. <laughs> Carve it in Joe Cat Cannon. Everybody mm-hmm. along those lines, Elbardo wants to know if you think Makotes do catnip. I'll ask a different question. Would yours go for bananas? Humans? Yeah, we are apes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, I get the through line, right? Like how distant from the cat are we as mm-hmm. a cat boy? Mm-hmm. Or do we Would have you... one common ancestor that we yeah. all split from? Like, I see the cat to the makote as the lemur to the human. Actually, no, lemur is marsupial. Shit. Uh, what's, a, what's a small, like, ape primate thing? Uh, chimpanzee? They're still pretty chunky, I guess. No, uh, chimpanzees are pretty... No, no, those are close. Those are, like, practically our cousins. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A monkey. A generic, nondescript mon- small monkey is, like, how I see cats to makote. It's oh, like... Oh. Bonobo? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, it depends. I, uh, you aren't. I don't. I would not expect you to be aware of this joke. I have a hang up. I don't like monkeys and apes. They creep me out. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Just. I think that's fair. Just want to stay away from that section of any zoo or animal related <laughs> Disney park that I visit. Yeah. yeah, it's like a small human that's stronger than you. I can see why. <laughs> 
Yeah, you ever do the squeeze test? They have those squeeze tests at the zoo. No, uh, that is to say, that is to say, no, I don't think Makote would do catnip <laughs> <laughs> because cat catnip is specifically made for cats, and Makote are though are like cat descendant, I guess. Like, it's. I was about you to know. say that I believe canonically in Final Fantasy fourteen, you can not only receive but also eat a banana, regardless of what you're playing. Yeah. There we okay. have it. Uh, Interesting and- question. <laughs> uh, Simcar wants to know, and that, you know, uh, again, we we're only up to five point What is your favorite piece of casual content that you want Garrett and Kyle to experience in the game? The game, I'm assuming, you can hear being Final Fantasy fourteen. The favorite piece of casual content. Although I guess uh, you don't need to worry about casual content being a spoiler thing. Like we're aware islands hmm. exist when we get to Endwalker. I want you guys to go to some community events. Those could be fun. Like um, I went to LunarCon last year. Uh, yeah, but, but like there's a bunch of them always going on, whether it be like, I don't know. And you can just do this in your spare time. It's not a thing that has to be content. In fact, I would highly recommend that you not turn it into content so that it can be just enjoyed in your own time going to like uh like music clubs uh fight clubs fight clubs is kind of like doing tabletop in final fantasy where you do roles and like wait okay and so a long time ago (laughs) when we were trying to understand how housing worked in the game because we're from world of warcraft where they will never give us what we want um right and housing (laughs) is a complete alien concept to us um, we did an entire stream where we just toured people's homes because uh, like mm. the lottery had just been switched up yeah, and the lottery go. was coming around and we were trying to get our head around what it all meant and, and what we were aiming for when the lottery came around. And one of the homes we went into definitely have what looked like a fight pit, like an illegal fight pit in the basement. Yeah. Did, yeah, fight clubs are a regular thing. Okay, yeah, because this huh. is the first time I'm hearing about it. It's essentially tabletop uh, that whole like role playing aspect where you're acting out your thing, but then you roll dice to see how well you do, and then you act out your success oh. or failure with the emotes in the game. Yeah, Dang. with the emotes in the game. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend that. I don't know. A lot of the casual, aside from that, a lot of the casual content I would recommend is probably stuff that you already do, like you know, gold saucer, um, normal, uh, rather. Uh, I would say alliance raids are pretty casual as well, but like those because of the spectacle of it all, uh, it's fun. But you probably already do that because it's one of the main selling points of the game. Yeah, that we've been essentially the way we've been planning out our content is uh, busting out all of the raid content, both alliance and and non-alliance raids before we move Mm -hmm. on to whatever the next expansion is. So we kind of consume them as a part of our going through the MSQ. Um, So we kind of perhaps not content. Yeah. But one thing that I would suggest you to at least try out just once, um, not a command, you don't have to do it, but I would highly suggest is doing a glamour competition because uh, hosting a glamour competition is very, very fun. People get very creative and you get to see just how unique and creative and clever your community can be. Okay. Um, yeah. Host a, I mean, you've got two hosts right now. You've got two judges uh, and you guys are pretty good at the, the whole like radio show thing. So I think you could be good at that and have a fun time even just to have fun you know nice i'd be into that yeah let's do it don't ask for a date anybody we will we will no, see. We'll no, 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 no much to do much much to be done <laughs> <laughs> all right and then I, I i grabbed a few that i would consider technically spoiler questions even though we've kind of jumped around all over the place so it doesn't matter all that much uh but 
Luke want to know if you have a favorite story beat up to the point we have gotten to, which is the end of five Ooh. Hmm. Favorite story beat it's up not to the, 5-0. If it's not the end of five O. How is my follow-up? <laughs> I like the tragedy of Emmett Selk. Uh, that's a pretty vanilla answer, but like just the fact that this guy has lived, as he says, a thousand thousand of your lives. He has gone through the mortal experience to see, okay, do they have any redeeming qualities that would make them worth inheriting the world that I have lost? And I find that incredibly interesting to see that this guy didn't immediately like decide well he did immediately decide i'm gonna get my friends back but all throughout that process that little bit of doubt of like maybe these people are worth inheriting our world i'm gonna live amongst them i'm gonna see how they do i'm gonna see if they're worthy and the fact that he was willing to make friends and sire children and raise families in this world and in fact like Freaking he is responsible for two empires, you know, that of which I'm sure it's people like aside from the suffering they've caused to all the other nations around them, both the Allegans and the Garleans, their people that live there probably generally pretty happy, you know, uh, Alag, especially, you know, Allegans were the pinnacle of technology for a time. So, you know, that is thanks to Emmett in some way. So it's interesting to see this guy with ulterior motives wanting to in the end, destroyed this world, still taking an interest and fascination in it. And just how sad it is that despite all of that, he is still pushing through to bring back all these friends that he's lost, that he's loved, you know, like the, the pain that he feels through all these millennia all this time. The exploration of immortality when done right is always fascinating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in parallel, uh you've beaten 5.0 so the same thing the ah what is it not tragedy but the conviction of the crystal exarch this guy who has worked for 200 years to reach you and get you to save the world that he didn't lose hope in all that time is just like that is the definition of romantic in my eyes like just he is such a dork in his fascination <laughs> and just he loves a good adventure and a good hero. And it, it goes to show the fact that he waited 200 years for you. It's no wonder so many people ship their wall with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, we were privy to the, uh, the undercurrents of folks that feel that way pretty early on uh, mm-hmm. in, in our playthrough of shadow bringers. And I think there's a good reason for that especially by the time you make it to the end of five Oh, it's like, like, Oh, yeah. I really get this. Yeah. His, his yeah. final comments and like the, it's not the epilogue cutscene. I don't, or it is the epilogue cutscene. I, I call it the epilogue. Cause you like go back to the crystarium and he has this whole mm-hmm. little monologue that he's not actually speaking out loud as you yeah. head back to the source. That man is in love with, if not you adventuring. Yes. And who's a bigger adventurer in this reality than the warrior of light. Right. Yeah. I I don't canonically or headcanon, I guess everyone's headcanon their own character. I don't ship my character with anyone, but if it did, it would be with the XR. He's mm. just too good. Good choice. It'd be like if I if if, if I had a chance to uh, hang out with the actual Indiana Jones. It's like I've, yeah. I've never been romantically inclined to that direction, but if I 
you know, wrote a, a poem to Indiana Jones, it would sound extremely flowery. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. It's a very <laughs> vanilla answer considering it's Shadowbringers and those are like the main people of Shadowbringers, but you know. All right. We'll, we'll bring it to a, 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 four, a 14 and a show end with this question. Um, Akka wants to know if you were to reserve a spot in any future run of a dungeon trial raid, alliance raid, which one would you like to join? Feel free to describe it however you best can. Uh, I don't know if there's a future raid called Alphano dies in this one or something. <laughs> but. Uh, hmm. Oh, geez. I guess. Well, well like with you guys? Or, in general, or are you just like if you had to relive it? What does that mean? Reserve someone? a spot in a future run of a dungeon? I'm assuming they meant with us because mm-hmm. uh, mm. we had Jesse on, and Jesse was like, "Hey, can can I run this with you?" And we're like, "Of course." <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would like the final tier of the Eden raids. I adore the Eden Ooh. raids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm really excited to get into these. I, I know nothing about it other than it's called Eden. And 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 when it when Eden first like showed up in our chat, folks were like, "Oh, spoiler!" I'm like, I, 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 I have no frame of reference for this other mm-hmm. than the name. Um. So yeah, I, I really don't know what to expect. Like, I vaguely knew Evilise was a reference to tactics. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a pretty damn good idea what Omega had to do with. Although my God, Omega goes places that. If you're heading in from the end of Heaven's Word, you probably didn't expect. Um, but yeah, Eden Ray, I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue what the hell we're about to we're about to crack the seal on tonight. So Hell yeah. Well, well, thanks for your questions, everybody. And uh mm-hmm. thank you, dude, for hanging out. Uh, again, yeah. everybody head to what was the bit.ly they sent out they set up for us. Oh yeah, if you want to check out Joe Cat's wonderful charity stream that technically hasn't started, but money has been raised, check out <laughs> bit.ly slash Joecat dash top. That is Joecat dash T O P. Thank you to our wonderful mods for setting that up. And um also as our guest, what else do you have going on? Where can folks find you, Joe Cat? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at JoeCat, uh, twitch.tv slash JoeCat on Twitter uh, at JoeCat105 because at JoeCat was taken. Um, I have my own website that I need to renovate because it's old, uh, JoeCat.net. That's where I post a lot of my art in case you just want to see my art for some reason. Um, but yeah, mostly that. Um, yeah, uh, I my content is going to be a little slow because of the big ambitious one that i'm working on right now but um that should be done soon and it will be uploaded and on the channel late march in the meantime i will be trying to get the last two crap guides out soon it's going to be ranged dps and magic dps as best i can Mm. we got a lot of questions of when is that or when is that other one coming out? And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to ask. He, if if <laughs> he knew, he'd probably announce it. Well, a lot of them yeah. were written in the, well, yeah, could you bother him? Could, could you bother them about the uh, <laughs> upcoming thing? And when is this going to happen? A, a few of them yeah. were extremely self-aware and we're like, it, it'll, in a teasing way, ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you, you got it right. It's like, if I knew I would say like this kind of process, it's like, I don't know. Maybe like script writing is difficult. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like, is this good enough? Maybe. And then I'll put it off for like a week and then I'll come back. I'm like, no, the script is shit. I'm going to rewrite it all. 
Yeah. It's a good way to do it. I get some distance from it. Mm-hmm. It, it happens. I, I, yeah. I, I so try and finish edits in a day and sometimes I just don't make it. And that second day it's like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't stay up late doing this. Cause yep. I've got the, I've got the go in me today because I took a break. Yeah. But, thanks for having me. This was very fun. Yeah. It love, was a delight. Love talking shop. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, so if you, you get particularly excited about something and, and want to chat with us, let us know. Otherwise uh, we'll invite you again. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, we want to give a shout out to our wonderful patrons supporting us on Patreon at supportourbromance.com. You go to that link, it'll just take you whoop, right there. Uh, but because our lovely our lovely guest is uh, streaming for a good cause, I would say this week, if you think about supporting us, go support Joe Katz. Oh, uh, it's, what, what is it? it's the J Omega Protocol. Is that what you're doing? The Joe Omega Protocol yes, oh, is what you're calling it. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And this is to support gendered intelligence. And uh, so go, go there instead. Go to bit.ly slash jocat dash top. And, uh, but we still want to thank our patrons. And this is a special level of patron. We thank each and every episode. Those are our legendary level backers. Thank you so much. Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Wayra E, Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E-A-B. What's your Twitter again, JoeCat105? JoeCat105? 105, yep. yeah. You follow JoeCat at JoeCat105, Kyle at Kyle Ferguson, I'm at Garrett Art, and uh, we have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. Everything else is on our YouTube, youtube.com slash amovetv, because we, they won't let us rename it. So go to youtube.com slash amovetv. We'll see you tonight for the Eden Raid, and we'll see you, JoeCat, on YouTube very soon. But until next time, everybody, GG. Take care. <laughs>